When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60 plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you... Fantasy football family, what's going on? It's your boy Eugene. Welcome to another episode of Out the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts of the show, you know, and we appreciate you for uh, you know tuning in with us for another week of uh, fantasy football. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes G E N E S. You can also find our official Twitter page or Twitter handle uh, Off the Line FF uh, on this pod. You know, we talking all things fantasy. Uh, talking about certain players in the situations, you know, giving a few laughs, jokes here and there, uh, all in hopes of, you know, talking talking this fun game of fantasy in a language that you understand and, you know, prepare your fantasy squads for this playoff run that hopefully that y'all are in. Uh, the other hosts of the show, Ike, was popping, was good. How was your week 12? How was your Thanksgiving? What's happening, people? Uh, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. Um, yeah, you know, my, my Thanksgiving was cool. Kicked it with the fam. Um, but you know, one thing we didn't we, we saw was a lot of bad football. Saw a lot of oh, bad football this week. Boy, <laughs> Thanksgiving. Boy. Um, Lions Bears much. game is garbage. I don't even have I don't even have uh what what channel was it? It was on it was on Fox. I think it was on that was Fox. on CBS. It, oh, it was on CBS. You I sure? Think, was it on CBS? No, it was on Fox. You're right. Whatever the case would be, uh, I didn't watch much of it. I, I was at the gym <laughs> and then I was driving to you know to my parents' house and you know I, I just I was kind of watching like the. You know the you know the, the score updates and things like that, and then I saw DeAndre Swift got hurt, and that kind of sunk a couple of my fantasy teams that week. Um, mm. I, I was able to hold on in a couple, but you know my, all my other ones, you know, they kind of kind of suffered. Um, and then the Cowboys Raiders, I mean, it was a shootout. Um, you know, obviously we lost, unfortunately. Yeah. We had a lot of um, bogus, a lot of bogus calls in that game, and you know, it just kind of adds to the crappy officiating that we've seen all season long. Um, from these officials, it's just been bad. You know, forced. You know, four third downs. They call a pass interference on the same guy. You know, <laughs> when have you ever seen that? <laughs> when have you ever seen that happen? Boy, they um, were picking. They were picking on your boy uh, Anthony Brown, man. It was. It was sad. It was sad to see. 
Yeah, and then the, yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago he uh, had a soundbite on, on his podcast <laughs> saying, "Hey, I want to let y'all know I'm like that too." I was like, "Narrator, you are <laughs> not like that too, sir." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh. Um, but you know, from from the you know from the a fantasy perspective on, in that game, you know Derek Carr and Dak Prescott they scored a lot of fantasy points, and uh, you know Hunter Renfro. Um, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, like all clips 100 yards. Um, so, you know, it was a pretty it was a pretty fun fantasy day for the most part. Um, even Tony Pollard, he took a, uh, you know, a you know, kick to the oh, crib. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the Bills played the Saints um, later that night. And then, you know, Josh Allen, uh, he was okay. Um, well, he was more than okay. He threw four touchdowns. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the, the the offense. It kind of took a little while for them to get really, yeah, really yeah, going, right. I mean, yeah, it, it just so happened that they're playing against Trevor Simeon's hapless Saints, hapless Saints offense. They were missing Kamara. They're missing Mark Ingram. Um, they didn't have a deep threat to really speak of. So they weren't really the Bills weren't really challenged in that game uh, no. for the most part. And you know, Stephon Diggs did work. And then Dawson Knox had a couple of touchdowns and only three catches. Um, and he's a tight end. He's an overall tight end, I think, seven on the season. He had seven touchdowns. Yeah, he, in he's nine been games. efficient this year. He's been pretty efficient. So, um, you know, Thanksgiving games, you know, that there was a lot to be desired outside of the Cowboys-Raiders game. But, uh, you know, we, we won't see these matchups uh, going forward. So that's... <laughs> yeah, thank God, man. It was, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. um, another thing that was bad... Uh, that you did touch on was the overall theme of this week was your your RBs getting hurt. I mean, we saw yeah. CMC, he went out before the first, first half was done with, and uh, now he's out for the season with an ankle, high ankle, I think, high ankle injury. Um, uh, he Like, uh, if you've been paying attention to him been dealing with these injuries, you've seen that he's never, he has not played a full season since he signed that big old contract. Um, and also... Yeah, it is a damn shame. And then also with Rule, he's only played six. He's only played six games with Rule in two seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's Drops sad. It, I can't stay on the field. Um, you know. Yeah. And, and to be fair, though, like he, you know, CMC, he did earn that contract, right? I mean, he balled yeah. his ass off. You know, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, put up you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, solid numbers. Broke fantasy football in 2019. Um, yep. and that contract, right? So I mean, yep. he he had the production to, to boot. I mean, it wasn't like you know it, he wasn't des- you know wasn't deserving of the contract. But you know how you know the saying goes: don't pay running backs. Uh, but he earned his contract, and they paid him early. So yeah. uh, it's, yeah. you know, it's just bad luck, bad injury luck for him. Yeah, get your money. I know for sure. I know for sure. Next year, he ain't gonna be number one. He definitely he, not gonna be your overall number one pick. No, uh, not yeah, at all. He, he, yeah, he can't be. I, I see him probably going, um, you know, probably later in the first round. Uh, and look, I, I'll gladly buy the dip on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, he was a, he was a previously high performing stock, and then you know he kind of dipped a little bit, and people were down on him. People were kind of bailing, but I'm going to buy the dip uh, next yeah. year, wherever you know, wherever uh, the chips fall. Um, that's you know, I'll, I'll gladly take McCaffrey at the end of round one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, another person, another running back that got hurt uh, late in that 49ers game was uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, they're saying he's going to be out at least two games with the, like a chest, chest slash uh, torn labrum slash other shoulder. Yeah, yeah dislocated like shoulder. It, he dislocated his shoulder and tore his labrum at the same time. But he's only going to miss two games, which is kind of 
Yeah, it's weird because you you got uh, uh, Zimmer. He said he's day to day, but you got your your trusted NFL sources, uh, Ian and uh, uh, Adam. They both said at least two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and this was, and he's already ha- already has a, a bum shoulder on the other arm that on um, the other shoulder that didn't even get hurt on the play. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the Vikings do. Uh, I'm sure if they if they start winning some of these games, trying to make the playoffs, I'm sure that they they uh, they might give them a little more time to rest. But we'll yeah. see. They uh, have plenty. They'll have plenty of incentive to send them. I think currently they are one of the wild card teams. I think, I think they're the. I think they have the last spot. Might be the last say. wild card team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, actually, I think they lost that spot because of that that uh, that crappy Seattle Washington game. I think Washington actually popped over them. Mm. They have the same record, but I want to say that he opted over them. But they might have a better record over or, or something like that. Maybe. I, you know, but regardless, records go. Yeah, but regardless, uh, Cook is out. Hopefully, you got uh, the backup. Because <laughs> yeah. he's going to be used the exact same way. Um, we'll we'll, we'll right. touch on him a little bit later on. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we saw he got hurt early in that first half with a, a, a shoulder injury, saying that he might miss week 13. We'll see. Um, but I mean, Jamal Williams in the, uh, uh, the backup role, he, he, looked, he looked decent. I mean, uh, but we'll see what happens with Swift uh, going to week 13. And then also, we saw uh, Henderson saying he had, was it a quad? Some kind of yeah. quad injury. Yeah, strength. And then quad. Yeah. And then also uh Zeke, he'd been dealing with a knee injury since the beginning of October. Uh so now they're talking about they might rest him. So uh, I mean, these are all things that we I mean, going into our playoff push. I mean, it's tough because you know the, the pickings are slim. These are I mean, for the most part, these are these are been big hitting running backs for if not most of the year, then at least the last the last few weeks. So uh, definitely got to be active with with the roster gymnastics to try to replace this production. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more difficult when you don't have um, any fab left either, because I'm sure you, most of you yeah. have spent a lot of your fab um, yeah. throughout the season on you know reliable players. But now this is just kind of one of those you know anomaly weeks of just a lot of running back injuries that you know you have to um, yeah you have to pay attention to. Yep. Um, but you know. Going from running back injuries, let's let's go to actual actual healthy running backs, and we can we can touch on a couple of running backs here. Um, Joe Mixon was his, he's just been on a tear um, lately, and you know just this past Sunday he just ripped through the Steelers um, for 28 carries, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, this is his fourth straight game of multiple touchdowns um, in a, in a single game. Like it's, he he is just on on an absolute tear right now, and this is actually his fifth straight game with at least one touchdown. Um, he's just been pretty dominant, um, and over the last his last six uh, finishes in PPR leagues um, are fourth, twenty fourth, second, fourth, fourth, and second. So um, you know, crazy. You know, so since the you know since the week um, you know since the week ten by um, he's he's averaged twenty nine carries and one hundred and forty four yards. So you know Zach Taylor and the Bengals brass they they are committed to handing him the ball and letting him run and, and just run run run. Yeah, um, I see that. It's really surprising since, you know, their offensive line hasn't really been that good. Um, well, and then, they, they and, been, then you see, and then you see the weapons that they have, you would think is 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 odd for me to see the Cincinnati Bengals committing to the run. Yeah, they're just small. See, the, the, what their their strength is actually, I mean, they've been pretty good at run blocking, but their, their weakness is pass blocking. Because I remember mm. a couple of weeks ago 
we touched we touched on uh, Joe Burrow getting hit in the when they played the Raiders. Yeah, um, he was getting battered. So that's why they decided just to you know what, let's just hand Joe Mixon the ball. He's he's a, he's our offensive centerpiece right now, and he's he's cooking with fish grease. So let's just continue to hand him and, and hand him the ball and feed him and, and continue to uh, you know let it you know, let it ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he has a Chargers coming up this week, and they're you know, last. And <laughs> they give up the mm-hmm. most rushing yards per game. We'll touch on you know that matchup a little bit later on. Um, and then another running back that's you know been pretty awesome is uh, Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers. Um, he is everyone's you know waiver wire MVP. Yep, far and away. Um, he just had a game where he just had 32 touches, 168 yards, and, and another touchdown. Um, he has 693 yards rushing in only eight games played, and only eight games played. And he did all, and he's and he did that. You know, he had that last performance with a broken finger, and so um, he's still not fully healed. It's not still fully not 100. Um, and you know, that 693 yards is is second amongst rookies. Um, Second to only Najee Harris in Pittsburgh, and Najee Harris has played three more games than him. Mm. So just think about that. Like he's averaging, you know, eighty-seven yards rushing per game, um, and he's and he has four one hundred yard rushing games, and that's he only has three, and only three other players have more. So Elijah Mitchell, he is he, he is, you know, Kyle Shanahan commits to a running back um, that this is what he's doing, and this he's he is producing. You know, he he wasn't even the highest uh, drafted running back on his own team. Um, yeah. they, they help you scratch the guy that, that was drafted, <laughs> drafted ahead of him. <laughs> so, um, you know, this guy's explosive. He's, he ran, a, I think, a 4-3-5 at his pro day. Um, so, he, you know, he's, he's he's pretty explosive. He's pretty fast. And, um, you know, he's he's definitely been balling um, over the last several weeks. And then another running back we could touch on is uh, Cordero Patterson. Um, he was less than 100% as well with his high ankle sprain that he had a couple weeks ago. Um, he had 16 carries, 108 yards, and two touchdowns um, against the, the hapless Jaguars. Um, you know, he's he, one interesting thing about him is, you know, he is the highest graded running back in the NFL per um, per PFF, next to Jonathan Taylor um, at a 90.9 uh, PFF. That's crazy. That's that is crazy. That is that is definitely crazy. Um, and then you know, in this past game, he had 19 other 32 running back opportunities. So 16 carries and, and three targets. So he's, he's taking control of that backfield. Um, you know, Mike Davis and uh, Wayne Coleman are effectively afterthoughts. Um, you know, Cordell Patterson was a true game time call and he decided to show up and, and, and start balling out. So, um, yeah. you know, this was, you know, these, these running backs have been, you know, been producing um, a lot of fancy points as of late. Yeah. I, I think CPAT in one of my leagues, man, like he's been holding down, whether it be at my RB2 or any of my wide receiver positions on uh, Sleeper. So we oh, yeah. Shout out to Sleeper. Shout out to yeah. Sleeper. He still has, he still yeah. has dual eligibility. Yeah. We, he still yeah. has dual eligibility. So uh, holler at me, Sleeper. Yeah. 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 Holler at me. I need a little sponsor, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, um, but yeah, ESPN still has him as a, has a running back only. Boring, right? But um, yeah. Yeah. So, so shout out to Sleeper on that. Yeah, um, ooh, let's. I, I, it hurts to, to talk about this game last night. Um, <laughs> your boy Russ Wilson, he he yeah. look he looks bad, man. He's not cooking. It's like as if Sierra just told him he's banned from the kitchen or something, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I don't know. He, it's bad. He, yeah, he's missing a lot of passes high. Like I, I watched that game, that entire game last night for fantasy reasons only. Fantasy, yeah, yeah, fantasy reasons only. 
it was yeah, it was tough to watch. I mean, it was his best game out of the three since the bye, but even still, he didn't he didn't look that good. Um, he was like you said before, the, the throws were really high, or we just dirting them. Uh, you see, DK he ain't he has not been he hasn't done anything since he's came back. Um, like he's just non-existent. I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, he I think since back to, uh, since he's came back, he's been QB nineteen. Uh, which is, I mean, I mean, twelve player league. You can't even play that if you're playing a single, single. Uh, if you're single quarterback league, so he's been hurting you because I'm sure you've been playing him. So he's been hurting you. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's tough to see Seattle where they with three, three and eight now. They're yeah. so they're pretty much done. I don't know if they're just gonna sit him because his finger is clearly not 100 percent, or he's just gonna keep riding with them. I don't know, but it's tough. It's tough to see see this. Or maybe this is just his way of saying "f you, Seattle" before he uh, <laughs> try to get his way up out of there. Yeah, but before he before he goes to Denver and starts throwing passes to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick, and Noah Fant, and those guys, because because uh, yeah, hopefully we don't get this version of Russ in Denver next year. Um, I'm just I'm just speaking that. Already, already, yeah, you already putting it in existence. I'm already putting it, I'm putting, <laughs> it, I'm putting it in the air because we yeah. need those, those receivers need to be saved. Um, yeah, they, man. they just have not been producing. Um, I think in that game, like this is kind of a, little, a small pivot, but in that Broncos Chargers game, like I don't think any Broncos receiver had over 30 yards receiving. No, like, they didn't because they were running the ball so well. Or the Chargers, like I don't know, like it was just like bleeding the clock. Like I don't even know where the clock went because nobody <laughs> was mo- nobody nobody was moving the ball. I think they had a pick six from Patrick Sertain, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. That game was weird and it was trash, but. Who knows but even then, like there, at man. least at least you you should have at least like one one receiver like cooking, right? I mean, yeah, it just it just no. seems that way every single week. Like there's there's always an issue with those receivers. Um, but yeah. just kind of back to Seattle though, real quick. Um, I, I I saw I saw a stat on Twitter where I think they're the only team in the NFL that they had that that have had uh that's had five straight three and outs. Um, that that shouldn't be happening with a, Washington's a, going against Washington's going against Washington's defense. And they've been getting smoked all season long. Now, granted, they've been playing a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, but they're still a you know they're still a, a pretty good matchup for most offenses. So it's just it's kind of puzzling to me. But you know, one thing we do we we can pinpoint is you know the Seattle Seahawks are firmly team establish it. They love to establish yeah. the run, um, and they no usually, matter no matter they, who's back there, and they have shitty running backs to establish the run. <laughs> um, you know, for for some for some reason they. They continue to commit to Alex Collins, and I have no idea why. Um, he's shown over and over that he's not good. He can't he can't break tackles. He's he's not explosive. Um, they need to give DJ Dallas more run. You know, I've, yeah. I've been pretty vocal about this on Twitter. Like, why is Alex Collins must have something on the organization to, for him <laughs> to continue to be the starting running back and continue to do well, nothing as the RB one? So it's just, they keep resurrecting him. He wants to retire, and they keep bringing him back. So I don't know. He uh, must have something. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that that goofy river dance he does when he goes when he when he's in the end zone. <laughs> or whatever you know that little that little uh, yeah little, I know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. I we haven't know. seen it I haven't seen it so because he hasn't scored but yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever the case may be it's, it's, it's problematic yeah uh, another game well this game was actually entertaining the uh, Packers and Rams game even though uh, the Rams kind of shitted the bed. Uh, well, Stafford did, but um, this was an entertaining game. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't practice all week and look sharp as ever. 
he had no problems with that defense for the most part. Um, uh, I guess Tovid or wherever the toe COVID issue they had didn't look like anything. You know, Devontae Adams did work as usual. They were recreative, real creative in getting him the ball, uh, even when he was matched up against Ramsey. Uh, I think he was, I think they, uh, I heard something where he was, uh, Rogers completed all five of his passes when Rogers was shadowing him when he targeted him. Yeah, five, five for like four, five, for forty-one or something yeah, like five that. 41. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, which is, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, granted, because it's because it's Devonte Adams, but I mean, uh, for Ramsey, for his purposes, I'm sure he was pissed that he completed every single pass that he threw to him. Yeah. Uh, but the most important part was just Stafford again, uh, third straight game with a pick six. Um, I know there's been a lot of reports about him. Uh, about his uh, back, his back issues starting to re, uh, resurface, and then now also I've heard that his throwing arm has been been bothering him for pretty much the whole season. Um, so I, I mean, he did get do a lot of damage towards the end of the game because I mean they were trying to catch up. But again, um, this is Stafford with another bad showing. Uh, with three games in a row they lost, three games in a row they picked six. Uh, we were told that he was supposed to unlock this offense, and I mean, doesn't doesn't uh, right now it doesn't look unlocked. And again, this also goes back to the narrative of uh, McVay when when we get closer to the playoffs later on in the season, people start figuring out his offense, and he doesn't have any counter to it. Yeah, um, I don't know. They need to they need to figure this out quickly. Coming I mean, uh, if they're trying to make a playoff push, but for fantasy purposes, it's not really. I mean, everybody in the offense is still pretty much eating outside of uh, Higby. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you continue to start your Rams. Um, you, we saw Odell. Odell this week get re, uh, get more acclimated to the offense with his 25, almost 26% target share, five for 81 and a touchdown, that long touchdown that we saw mm-hmm. in the what, second quarter, I believe. Um, no, it was, it was the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was like fourth? when they were – Yeah, it was, like, it was at the very beginning okay. of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, seeing him getting more comfortable with the offense, it was good to see. Uh, you saw Cooper, we saw Cooper Cup. Uh, they didn't throw to him to pretty much the end of the first half, but I mean, you still saw him. He still ended up with with seven for ninety six. Uh, so he did they were, work. They were, they were garbage time gods. Uh, on, yeah, on I know. <laughs> uh, we did, but we did see Van Jefferson the, uh, the long touchdown at the beginning of the game. So um, you see, all three wide receivers are eating. So you know. Um, we can still be, you know, pretty pretty uh, confident in these wideouts. You just Stafford just needs to play better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, their third straight game just kind of playing playing bad, for, you know, for Stafford. And uh, throughout his career, um, I think he's he's uh, fallen to nine and I think seventy versus teams with a winning record. What? And then, yeah, nine and seventy. At one point, it was nine and nine, nine and fifty-four. Now it's nine and seventy. Goodness. Um, and then another stat that I saw on Twitter was, um, or it might have been a graphic on on the broadcast, but um, they said go, basically uh, Matthew Stafford is zero and sixteen versus teams that are entering the day at um, five games over five hundred. So for some, yes. So for some reason, um, you know, when Matthew Stafford is playing like a really, really, really good team. Uh, it, it just no, doesn't. No, it just no doesn't work. Yeah, you <laughs> not produce W's. Um, but you know, but, you know, again, for fantasy purposes, like Gene said, uh, you know, they're 
you know, they, they put up, a, they put up a lot of numbers. All three receivers were, were pretty involved um, and they should continue that trend uh, this week against the Jaguars. Now, granted, they probably won't be trailing in this game um, and they may be leaning on the running, you know, the running backs a little bit more, but you know, who knows? Um, we'll see. Um, they did throw a lot against the Texans when they blew them out a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, again, against the Lions as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens uh, there. Um, but, you know, another game that, you know, a team got kind of got back on track was the, the Buccaneers against the Colts. Um, that was that was quite quite an exciting game. It was quite yeah. an exciting game. A lot of points scored in that one. Uh, I think the Bucs won 34 to 31. Yeah, 34, mm-hmm. 31. Um, and, you know, one guy that we, we won. 38, 31. 38, 31. 38, 31. Um, but one guy we want to highlight, and we haven't really talked about him much this year, but um, is, is uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he is returning back to form as a top three tight end in fantasy. Um, he did play 80% of the snaps and had a 29% target share. He had seven catches, 123 yards. So he's, he's getting a lot, he's getting down the field. Like he, like the, like the old Gronk, like the Gronk that we've been seeing um, in the past. And, you know, last week he had a 17% target share and he had six for 71. Um, I think he had like a 30, 30 plus yard receptions in each of those games, each of the last two games. So we're starting to see his usage uh, tick up, and uh, you know Gronk is it feels like he's he 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 needed all that all the time that he all, all the all the rest uh, to to heal those ribs and heal to heal all those ailments that he had um, earlier this season, and he, he's got his legs under him, and um, now they're going to start you know u- utilizing him more um, in the stretch run while you know Antonio Brown is still you know kind of working his way back from the ankle injury and. Uh, Chris Godwin is trying to get over his foot injury because he's still, you know, still a little nagging foot injury, but for Godwin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Brady will, will kind of utilize uh, Gronk and then the running game um, while those guys get healthy. And speaking of the running game, um, that'll lead us into our fantasy MVP of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Lombardi Lenny, uh, Leonard Fournette with four touchdowns uh, this Fournette. past Sunday. What a day for this guy. Uh, 17 carries, 100 yards, three rushing touchdowns. And then he had another one through the air. He had caught seven passes, so 24 total touches for over 130 yards and four touchdowns. Um, that's a pretty damn good day. Um, and he, if you have him on, your, if you had him on your squad, you probably won your week. DFS, um, mm-hmm. you probably won some money. Um, but you know, since the bye week, you know, Leonard Fournette, uh, he's averaging just shy of eight targets per game from the running back position. Um, he's the RB three over the last two weeks, so he he's been he's been putting up some nice numbers. Um, and he has a 23.5% target share and a 70% rush share. So um, Ronald mm-hmm. Jones and uh, Giovanni Bernard, they are who? afterthoughts. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's, he's going to continue to, you know, to, you know, you know, to, to ride, to, you know, to ride this, this momentum, this Lombardi, Lombardi Lenny momentum um, into this uh, playoff run for your fantasy squads. Yep. And then now to our fantasy losers, uh, our least valuable players of the week. Um, we, my Well, we got two of them. I, they were both equally bad. Uh, the first one is Jalen Hurts. Um, this dude couldn't throw the ball for nothing. Through three, three picks. He did have a couple of bad drops by Jalen Rager. Um, one of them at the end of the game that could have helped him, could have potentially tied the game. Justin Jefferson uh, but, didn't drop that pass. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a good oh, man. Um, 
he <laughs> the only thing that saved Jalen was his, his rushing. He did he rushed for seventy seven yards. Four of those carries were over ten yards. Yeah. Uh, did there was points in the game, uh, even reports after the game that you could see uh, Devontae Smith very pissed, very like cussing on the sideline because he w- just wasn't getting the ball. Uh, I don't know if that was just like not in the game plan or they just told Jalen, you know, like just just throw bad or I don't know what it was, but it was he, he just looked bad. Like he just didn't make any sense. Um, and then the other player, which was also sad to see, was uh, our boy – well, your boy Cam Newton. Uh, he well, we, don't hate, for 20. We, we know you hate Cam. I don't hate him. I, I, <laughs> it's just like the overexcitement when he came back was a little is, – is what has me tempered. But, I mean – a little bit. I mean, if we go in just to, just to go on the tangent a little bit, I mean, Cam was one of our like superheroes, if you want to say for, for athlete, because like we, I was in college when he was in college when he went to Auburn that that one year and just he tore the place up, yeah. and then just seeing him, just seeing him go to the NFL and do what he did, like he's just one of those iconic athletes, like I think in our generation, honestly. Yeah. But Absolutely. I mean, that's. There's a different conversation for a different day, but uh, he did go five for twenty for ninety two yards, two interceptions. Gross. He was he was equally as bad. Like everything was like a dirt ball or in the fifth row of the stands. Uh, he ended up getting benched for PJ Walker. It wasn't like he was any better. Uh, that game was out of reach early. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know the, the, the game. Out. The game didn't really start as bad as the stats indicated. I mean, he, yeah. he connected with DJ Moore for like a 64 yard, you know, uh, reception. We were thinking, yep. of, and then he, and then he, and then they ended up scoring a rushing touchdown later on. Yeah. By um, him. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, we, we were just thinking, okay, well maybe this is another game where, you know, the Panthers offense starts, starts humming. Interception. Nope. Interception. Three now. Three now. Three now. It was, it was bad. It was bad for Cam. Um, but, you know, Matt Rule did say that, you know, he is going to be the starter when they come out of the bye on week 14. Yep. So that's still good good news. Um, they, they have the Falcons coming out of the bye. So that's another get right spot for him. And you know how Cam likes to A-Town stop the Falcons when they play. <laughs> so uh, that'll be, that, that'll be a, you know, just a kind of a bounce back spot for that offense as a whole. Yeah. Check it out. NFL football is finally back baby and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find cowboys tickets or rams tickets or cardinals tickets anymore because tick pick that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all nfl tickets tick pick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their nfl tickets don't believe it if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. All right, now to our favorite part of the show, cap or no cap. For the people that don't know what cap means, it's just another word for saying, oh, you lying. So if I if I said, oh, 
Uh, Cam Newton had a great game versus Miami, Ike would big, say. That's big cap. He had a terrible <laughs> game. He had a terrible game. <laughs> All right. So hopefully that that, that uh, example was simple enough. Now to our first our first uh, uh, statement is you, our boy Big Bag Taysom Hill. Will he be quarterback one for the rest of the season now that he's going to be starting? Big Bag Taysom Hill, who knows where the bodies are buried in New Orleans. Because <laughs> I don't know why he keeps, he keeps getting paid. Um, that's, that's another conversation. Sorry. Um, will he be a QB one the rest of the season? I'm gonna say cap for now. Even though, even though last year in his four starts, he was a he was a QB one in points per game. He did average over 20 fantasy points per game um, in each of his uh, four starts. Um, so, but we don't we don't know this person of Taysom Hill because he's coming off of an injury, um, and he's only he's only been getting first team reps just this week. So we don't know how he's gonna perform this week. Now we do know his biggest his biggest asset is his running ability. And that's the biggest reason why he was, um, you know, QB1 in fantasy last year when he started. Um, so we'll see. Um, the jury, I think, is still out on that. I'm going to say it's cap for now. Uh, but, you know, this could definitely change next week if we ask the same question. Yeah, um, I'm going to say cap also because, I mean, he sucks to me. I don't even understand how. <laughs> I don't I don't get it, like, at all. He just sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just just keep him on punt coverage, man. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyways, um, our next one is I can trust DK Metcalf in the fantasy playoffs. Cap or no cap? Mm. That this is a uh this is a very tough one. I'm gonna say mm. I'm gonna say it's cap. I don't think you can trust him. I don't. I don't think you can trust him. Uh, this version of Russell Wilson is very concerning um, for anybody who does own DK Metcalf. Uh, he has not been targeted that much um, lately. You know, over his last three games or 14 quarters worth of play, he only has seven catches for 57 total yards and no touchdowns. Um, and you know, he has, and, and in the fantasy playoffs, he has the Rams. So he's probably going to get the Jalen Ramsey treatment mm-hmm. and Seattle's offense is not creative. So they're not going to move him around. So he's going to be locked in to Jalen Ramsey. Most of the seat, most of the game, which will free up a lot for Tyler Lockett. I'd probably trust Tyler Lockett more than I would trust DK Metcalf. Um, and then he has the bears. There are so, so defense against the pass and he has, has the lions, um, the Lions haven't been that terrible against the pass. I think they've been surrendering a lot more against the run. But um, but in any event, man, I, I I can't trust this version of DK this this version of Russell Wilson to get the ball to DK Metcalf consistently. And so that's that is cap for me. Oh, I want to say no cap. Um, now there there is a thing called progression, and things could definitely turn around for maybe a game or two. Um, that, that, you know, I'm just going off of what we're seeing, you know, currently. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf tends to fall, fall, you know, fall by the wayside late, late in seasons. Um, I think he, I don't think he had a strong finish, you know, last year or the year before. So we'll see. Um, Which is true. I, I, I just think it's, I just think it's cap for now. You, you are correct. I'm just looking now. Like he, he was like, it was basically like last night, like towards the end of the season, wasn't much of anything. I know 
it goes against consensus when you say you need to start your studs. But I mean, this might be one of them cases where you might just have to swallow the the bullet. Like you do want to start your studs when you get to the playoffs. But I mean, we got three. This is three weeks now of, of since Russell's been back, and he hasn't even scored over seven points in PPR. Yeah, that's that's tough for somebody you drafted probably second or third round yeah, as your wide receiver one. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely tough. Um, I I I want I want to trust in Russ. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no cap, just because earlier in the season he did go for five, almost 100 yards and two touchdowns versus the Rams. Um, you can throw on the Bears, you can. It's tough, and you can definitely throw on Detroit. But I want to, I want to say, I want to say no cap on this one. I, I, I want to trust that Russ does something at the end of the year. But you do have a point about how DK's ended his his first two years in the league has been been pretty. Pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, the last one I have is your boy, DJ Moore. I can trust DJ Moore in the fantasy playoffs, cap or no cap. That is no cap. Um, you, you could definitely trust DJ Moore because he is still one of five players, five or six players that has an elite target share over, of over 30%. And if you're still getting, if you're getting that kind of target share, um, that's, you know, that's at least 10 targets per game. Um, I know he has Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and the Saints. Um, Buffalo is probably going to be the toughest matchup, but Tampa Bay and New Orleans, they're both friendly matchups to wide receivers in fantasy. Tampa Bay is uh, seventh most friendly, and New Orleans is fifth most friendly um, to wide receivers. Um, so they both can, you know, they, they both play a lot of man coverage, and uh, DJ Moore is a uh, is a good separator, and he can beat man coverage. So, um, you know, they, they are expected to be trailing in all three of those games uh well maybe not the saints um uh, it might be a kind of a well you, you never know right uh, yeah yeah with that but, one is yeah but at least at least for the buffalo and tampa bay games the target share is going to be there so i i always tend to lean towards guys that get targets and that are elite uh playmakers so this is definitely no cap i'll i'll say no cap uh even though i don't believe in camden's arm anymore um, <laughs> the uh, the target share is un- like the numbers are undeniable in terms of target share. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with no cap on this one, too. Uh, all right, so waiver wire pickups this week is very tough just because of like the options that probably gonna be available this late mixed with the bye week with uh, important players. Uh, I-, I think this is a very, very, very skint waiver wire, but there could be some people in the in the in the uh rubbles uh if you need somebody for this week or yeah. in going towards the end of the year uh for your playoff push. Yeah. Uh first off we'll hit on some quarterbacks. Uh first one Taysom Hill. If you need somebody, I mean he starts this week, like we said before. Uh when he started last year it averaged over 20 points per game, uh mainly because he was doing a lot of running uh instead of throwing. Um Hopefully he gets like Alvin Kamara and Ingram back because that also will help him. They, uh, they were practicing this week, so I think they okay. will be back for the yeah. Thursday game. So if he starts, then yeah, it should definitely open up some holes for him because just for the threat of them being back there also will help him. Um, second quarterback is uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, mainly because he plays a, the Raiders. They're hella friendly uh, to, to offenses. If you, if you need help, 
they'll help you. Um, <laughs> if you have, if they have the blueprint on how to defend your defense, they won't do it. So, you know, start them if you if you need a quarterback. And my last one is Tua. Tua's been playing good. Like, I don't get the hate with Tua. Tua's been sharp pretty much this whole year when he started. Honestly, yeah. uh, uh, but he's coming off of back to back games of eighty percent completion rate. Uh, second in NFL in a completion rate at 70 and a half. And then he has the Giants this week and potentially the Giants with no Daniel Jones. So um, they could have the ball up a lot more if something called Mike Glennon starts. So, uh, you know, start Tua. And they're starting to get, they're starting to get uh, Jalen Waddle involved uh, down the field. Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. Waddle just had a big game. So if they continue yep. to get that connection going, uh, we might see a lot more deep deep shots um, against that giant secondary uh, this, yep. this Sunday. Um, the next thing we have, we have running backs. And um, as we touched on at the beginning of the show, we had a lot of running back injuries. Uh, but first, first we'll start in Carolina with Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. Obviously, CMC is done for the year. Um, Chuba Hubbard, he's going to be getting the, the the lion's share of the rushing, the uh, you know, of the rusher, uh, the rushing attempts. Um, but then we'll have I mean, Amir Abdullah in the passing game. Um, and he recently outsnapped uh, uh, Chuba Hubbard, so um, you know he'll he'll get a lot of work in the receiving games. So he's probably, if I were to kind of choose between these two in PPR leagues, I would lean Abdullah because of the, because of the um, the upside in the in the passing game and the receiving game. Yeah, um, because they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, uh, you know, going forward. Uh, maybe maybe not this week, but the following couple of weeks with Buffalo and Tampa Bay, as we touched on um, their schedule. Um, and you know, Carolina's on a bye week, so you don't necessarily have to prioritize them too much. But if you want to get out ahead in front of your league mates, um, I would definitely put in a you know kind of a small claim for either one of these guys. And then the you know the next one, I mean, this this is this one's probably the most obvious. Um, if he's if he's on your waiver wire for some strange reason, spend uh, spend, spend whatever whatever else you have um, yeah. in your fab budget. Uh, but Alexander Madison of the Vikings, obviously Dalvin Cook is down for two weeks. Um, we did mention picking Madison up last week just in case something happened to Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. Um, and, you know, in in, uh, in Madison's two starts with Dalvin Cook down, he's had 26 carries and 25 carries, and he's had all 15 running back targets um, out of the backfield. So um, they use him exactly the same way as Dalvin Cook, and he's a locked-in RB1 anytime he plays um, with, with Cook um, out of the lineup. And then we have uh, Sony Michelle for the Rams, um, you know, again, we mentioned him last week as well, uh, just in case something happened to Daryl Henderson, uh, who now has a quad strain uh, per Sean McVay a couple of days ago, mentioning that. And so this is another guy that can just, you know, slot in and continue in, and continue on, you know, that that role, because you know, whenever a running backs in the game, they like to utilize them a lot. Um, they don't like to split carries. Um, they like to just kind of lean on one guy uh, yeah. for the most part. Um, and then next we have um, Jamal Williams um, out of Detroit. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift got hurt um, pretty fairly early in that uh, Thanksgiving game. And after after DeAndre Swift went out, um, Jamal Williams handled 20 of the 21 running back touches um, after the injury um, for about 83 yards. I think he scored a touchdown. Did he score a touchdown? Uh, either either way it goes. He handled yeah. 20 touches after DeAndre Swift went out. So what if – if DeAndre Swift were to miss time, Jamal Williams would be a good RB2 uh, to kind of slot into your lineups. And then the next one, the, the final running back that I have here uh, is Boston Scott. Uh, Boston Scott has been pretty pretty solid um, for the Eagles. 
Uh, Miles Miles Sanders injured injured his ankle um, this past week. Uh, he did come back into the game, but he still uh, was outtouched um, by Boston Scott, um, outrushed by Boston Scott, fifteen to nine. They both had sixty four yards, um, but Boston oh. Scott had a touchdown. Um, and Boston Scott has the Jets this week, or the Eagles have the Jets this week, and they've given up a league high twenty rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so, if, 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 yeah, I know it's pretty bad. Um, so, so Boston Scott is uh, available on your waiver wire. Go ahead and pick him up. And yeah, so that's that's all I have for running backs. Yeah, and then wide receiver and tight end is pretty scarce in my opinion. Uh, the first one is Kendrick Bourne. He's been killing it the last three weeks, 13 receptions for 201 yards and three touchdowns. Every time he scores a touchdown, it's like it's almost like a missed tackle, and then he just just burns everybody. Man, it's crazy yeah. how he's been scoring. Yeah, he's he's uh, solid player. Yeah, he's uh PPR, he's PPR wide receiver 12 uh in the last well, since week three, uh, which is pretty which is pretty wild. Because uh, he's just been sitting there and nobody's been really paying attention to him. Um, and overall, I think overall in the season he's the PPR RB, uh, wide receiver twenty four. So he's a top, he's a he's a he's a wide receiver too. Uh, very qu- quietly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another person you might, if you want to pay, uh, might want to reach out and get is uh, is Josh Reynolds, um, just because he's been he's been the most targeted wide receiver since he's been act- on their active roster. Um, if, yeah, for the Lions. Uh, if if you need need somebody, that could be possibly somebody also. Um, for tight end, I mean, I don't really – I mean, it, it's pretty scant at this point. The only person I can just – notable would be Foster Monroe because it looks like Darren Waller will be out this week. Uh, they're showing he's week to week with his IT band uh, uh, issue. Uh, if Waller is out, uh, the, the other time that Waller was out, I believe it was week six – uh, Foster Moreau took care of all the snaps, 17% target share, six for 60 and a touchdown. He was wide receiver four that week. So pretty good production for a backup tight end. Yeah. Um, all right. On to, you know, matchups to attack for this week, week 13, uh, also known as a barbecue chicken. Uh, if you don't know what barbecue chicken stands for, it's from Shaq on inside the NBA on TNT before game start. Uh, he coined it whenever he saw, when he sees matchups that you can just exploit, just say barbecue chicken alert, you know, you can go and go and eat anytime you want all, all day buffet, man. Yep. Mama's cooking. Yep. All right. So my first one is Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle. Uh, Seattle's the second friendliest, uh, friendliest team to the RB position. Uh, 49ers tend to run the ball almost at 49% of their snaps, which is second, second most in the league. Um, Debo is going to be out at least this week and next week, so there's no Debo to steal those snaps, so that's more carries for Elijah Mitchell. So, I think you, saw, you, you saw what Antonio Gibson just did to them last night. So, uh, Yep, yep. Uh, my second one is uh, uh, Antonio Gibson versus uh, uh, the uh, – Las Vegas Rams, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, my bad. Uh, it's the running back for the Washington uh, Washington football team. Uh, the Raiders are the third friendliest to the RB position. Uh, Antonio Gibson has 72 uh, rushing attempts over the last three weeks. Um, Washington has, has been committing to the run game and been committing to him uh, for better or for worse, which is good because I know fantasy owners have been been waiting for this. Um, they they I mean, they hope that you would see more 
passing game work. I mean, he did get some last uh, last night, but I mean on he Monday lot, night. He got but, a lot of targets. He got like over seven yeah. targets last night. Yeah, so he got like, yeah like, yeah Monday night. He did get a lot of targets, but the good thing is he's getting these rushing attempts regardless. So yeah. it's good yeah, to so, see. Yeah. So the next one, uh, next couple of matchups we have: Tom Brady versus the Falcons. Um, you know, Atlanta's 29th in pass DVOA, and Tampa Bay is the number one offense um, in DVOA, and they might be getting Antonio Brown back. Um, and as we mentioned before, you know, Gronkowski, he's gotten his legs under him. So that could be another, uh, you know, another, um, you know, matchup to exploit. Um, you know, they, you know, Atlanta hasn't been good at really stopping anybody at, with the exception of Jacksonville last week, but who hasn't topped Jacksonville <laughs> this week, right? Or this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, another passing offense we can, uh, we can look to target um, is the Rams versus the Jags. Um, you know, the Rams, obviously, the last three weeks, they have not um, looked looked the greatest. Um, you know, the, the Jags are 32nd in pass DVOA, and the Rams are fifth in passing yards, and they pass the ball on a whopping 62% of the time. So just imagine, you know, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Van Jefferson uh, going up against that Jags secondary um, barbecue chicken alert. Yep. Definitely barbecue chicken <laughs> alert. And then the final and then the final one we have, uh, we touched on this guy earlier this um, earlier in the show, but Joe Mixon versus the Chargers. Um, the Chargers do give up the most rush yards per game at 146 yards per game, and they are still last in rush DVOA. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, you know, Joe Mixon has been averaging, you know, 29 carries and 144 yards and two touchdowns since the week 10 bye. And he's been the number three overall uh, PPR running back. And he's been the number two overall PPR running back since week six. So Joe Mixon um, has been on a tear, and he's going to continue that this week um, against the Chargers. That's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what Joe Mixon's been doing, man. And it's like I don't know. I feel like it's just been quiet, like until until recent, because you were just so you just saw Jamal Tra- Jam- uh, Jamar Chase going for like. 60 yard bomb for a touchdown, and now that's kind of slowed down. And now you just you now you're seeing the work that Mixon is doing. Yeah, regression um, regression has hit Jamar Chase definitely. Yeah, so yeah, and it, it hurting my hurting my one of my teams, man. So sure is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so our last segment of the show is, is uh, we we like to touch on player props a little bit. Uh, you know, in the state of Texas, we don't have a sports book, so this is how we get our fix. Is uh doing player props with uh, prize picks, um, you know, and you know player props do mix in with the game of fantasy. You can use these as a leverage these as a tool to get a gauge of how your player might or might not perform for the for the given week. Uh, so we like to you know give our give our takes on some of these, and hopefully you make some money out of it. I know last week we went we went uh, five hundred. Um, our our boy Dallas Goddard. You know, he one got, he got zero yards. Yeah, he got Jamal. He got uh, J- uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh, and then David Montgomery didn't show up for the Lions game. Uh, on the, that, what, that was what the offense was going. Yeah, but we did hit on Elijah Moore at the end of that game. Luckily, yeah, that- it was weird because it seemed like he was off to like a. He, at, at one point, he was like he had three for forty nine, and he I thought mm-hmm. he keep rolling and rolling, but he only had he only caught one more. Pass and he lost yeah. three yards. So I was like, "Wow, yeah. you're about to yeah. kill us." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, the the Josh Jacobs hit very easily. So that was yeah, but, that was very easy. Yeah. All right, so let's go over some of our. So my first one 
is um, we're, we're going back to the Jonathan Taylor well uh, over uh, running back for the Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Colts over 100, 100.5 rush yards versus Houston. Uh, Indy, uh, the Colts are favored by nine in that game, so they think it's going to be not close. If it's not close, then it should be running the clock out, and it should be running with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he, the first time they played him, he rushed 14 times for 145 yards and two touchdowns. I think that was a, wasn't that a Thursday night game? I believe. No, no, no. It was a, it was just a Sunday afternoon game. Really? What? Okay. I'm going to be getting confused with when Houston played. Um, no, it was, uh, the Thursday night game was against the Jets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor's also rushed for at least 107 yards in the last, the last five or seven games. Um, if they do put a, a, a touchdown prop on prize on prize picks, for, uh, half a touchdown, I'm definitely gonna hop on that because he scored a touchdown in now nine straight games. So yeah, and he'll that's make my it first one. Is- yeah, easily. <laughs> and then my second one is uh, Joe Mixon over 76 and a half rush yards versus the Chargers. Like we said, uh, the Chargers are given the most rush yards per game at 146, last in rush DVOA. Um, and Mixon, he's averaged 29 carries and 144 yards uh, the last two weeks. So I think that should be easy for yeah. uh, the cash. Yeah, a couple ones that I have, and they are actually players that are in the same game. The first one I'll start with is Lombardi Lenny, Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers, over 55 and a half rush yards versus the Falcons. Um, Atlanta is 23rd in rush DVOA on the season, and they are ranked 23rd in yards per game given up. Um, Leonard Fournette has hit this number or has gone over this number um, five times this season. So we do like him to continue his, uh, his, his, his good play as of late um, against, uh, against the Falcons defense that can be had. Um, and then on the other side, um, Russell Gage of the Falcons wide, you know, wide receiver for the Falcons over 48 and a half receiving yards versus the Bucks. Um, he's hit the over in four out of the last five games. And uh, with them expected to be trailing and chasing points all game, he should see a lot of targets um, in this one. Um, I think around you know 15 to 20 percent target share, um, especially when they're going to be paying a lot more attention to Kyle Pitts, singling him up, you know, underneath in the slot, um, you, you name it. I think this guy will he'll he, he's he's done a pretty decent job of getting open and you know providing Matt Ryan a, a decent uh, safety valve. So, um, you know, 48 and a half receiving yards uh, for Russell Gage uh, against the Bucks. Well, you know, that's an- another end of our show. Uh, hopefully, you know, you can take some of the information and apply it to your squads this week. I know it's going to be tough on the waiver wire. You know, you might have to get a little, you might have to pull a couple of tricks to get your, get your, uh, get your lineup, your rosters looking right for this week. Uh, Ike, you got anything else for us? Yeah, I mean, if you have some you know tough decisions uh, to make um, on your rosters, uh, this is the week to make them because uh, yeah. you know there's your margin for error is uh, pretty slim. Um, now, normally on a you know if this was like a, a if this was like last year or years past, this would be the final week of the regular season. But you do get that benefit of the 17th game, so there is another uh, week in the fantasy regular season. So just keep that in mind. Uh, week 14 is the final week of, the, of most of your most of your regular seasons. Or if maybe some of you decided to keep this, you know, as the same week, uh, your your final your final week is the same week. Then uh, you know, go go all in, go all in, do whatever you can to you know to make the playoffs. But um, you know, you, you know, for for most of you, you get one more opportunity to kind of write 
whatever wrong you you wronged earlier in the season. So, uh, you know, if you if you lost that game that you did, you felt like you shouldn't have lost, you got a chance to make it up in week 14. So just just keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah, just get, get some W's. Um, like Gene said, we hope that, you know, a lot of the information that we 